are Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, February 17th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited to say that there actually was a practice yesterday and there's going to be a practice today. I'm so excited. There was. This might actually happen, Danielle. (laughs) Fingers crossed it actually does. So if you didn't know there was practice yesterday, make sure you're following us at Locked on Flyers on Twitter to keep up to date on all of the Flyers moves this season and figure out what's going on with uh, this COVID hockey, honestly. And if you don't have uh, Twitter, you can can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And today we are going to talk about some schedule updates for the Flyers, talk about what happened at practice and uh, why we didn't get a full team practice. And then we will jump into our mailbag. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. So subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. So before we get into practice, Rachel, we have some scheduled or some updated schedules. So starting first, March 7th, uh, the Flyers play the Capitals. This was originally scheduled for April 27th. Then Mar- on March 22nd, the Flyers play the Islanders. And this game was originally scheduled on April 25th. Then on April 25th, they are playing the Devils, which this game was originally scheduled on February 11th. And then April 27th, They are playing the Devils again, and this game was originally scheduled on April 1st. And then rounding out um, May 10th, they are playing the Devils again. And this was a game that was originally scheduled on February 13th. As of right now, three games that need to be rescheduled but haven't as of yet are February 9th versus Washington, February 14th versus the Rangers, and March 7th versus the Bruins. So we got some of these uh, postponed games rescheduled. Yeah, and it looks like they shifted around a couple of existing games in order to make the rescheduling work and have the schedules not be too overwhelmed. So hopefully it'll stay that way. Yeah, that we definitely can hope for that. So let's jump into practice yesterday. So the Flyers tweeted out, uh, based on individual quarantine requirements, Eligible players uh, that are permitted to practice yesterday on Tuesday will practice. And then those that are eligible to practice on Wednesday today will practice. Um, And they will practice, of course, at uh, Skate Zone in Voorhees and practice started at 11. So in yesterday's practice, there were 14 skaters and two goalies. Uh, The skaters were Hayes, Raffle, Patrick, Farabee, Sanheim, Haig, Ghost, Bunneman, Provorov, and Friedman. And then, of course, Elliot and Hart that practiced. Um, and then all of the players who were on COVID protocol on Monday were not on, uh, were not practicing. And for the taxi squad, Andrioff, Pouliot, Kasha, and Shisko were there. Now, just to jump ahead, um, AV met with the, of course, met with the media after practice and said that all of the players who are on COVID COVID protocol on Monday 
would not be playing in Thursday's game. So just a heads up, if you didn't know, they will not be available. And there were four guys, if I'm understanding it correctly, who were not on the list but did not practice yesterday because it was optional. Yes. Yeah, so those, I believe those four guys that didn't practice yesterday are practicing today. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they were, they, the only reason why they weren't at practice yesterday is because apparently their quarantine started a day after everyone who started, who practiced yesterday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So the guys that didn't practice yesterday are practicing today. God, we hope. These, also, <laughs> we like, hope. You got to keep track of like 87 yeah. different calendars here. Absolutely. But as of right, as of recording, we're Fingers crossed because Couturier is in that group. And please, we we cannot lose him. We just got him back. Yeah. Well, and JVR and Phil Myers. So that's you right. Know, kind yeah. of important. Oh, no. I'm me for sure. Absolutely. Um, so then Fletcher uh, stated that the entire organization has been in quarantine for the last seven to eight days. Players that were not on the ice yesterday may have a different quarantine start date. So basically what we just said. And then he said uh, he hopes to have the full roster for Thursday and Sunday's games. Um, And yesterday, 15 players were on the ice, um, and then eight more will be on the ice today, which will allow for a full roster. AV said that he didn't expect anyone on the COVID list to be available, like I said. And then AV went on to say, like, you know, the Flyers have been fortunate. Um, only a few players have tested positive, and those that have tested positive have had minimal symptoms, and others have had no symptoms at all. So, I mean, obviously they're not telling us who tested positive, but it is a little concerning that um, there were positive tests uh, on that list. And um, the the good, I guess, the bright part of this is that it hasn't been too serious because. There's been stories all around the league of players that are, you know, still feeling the repercussions of having COVID. Yeah, I am relieved to hear that. I will be more relieved when I see everybody back on the ice. But uh, it's it's good to hear that, you know, most of them are, are feeling okay. Yeah. And it was so crazy because I didn't realize this until, it, honestly, it came out that, where the players were tested. Uh, so a lot of the players got tested in uh, when they were playing the Caps in D.C. The players could not come back home to Philly. They had to stay in quarantine in D.C. until it Ugh. was until they got the go-ahead to be able to come home. So uh, w- uh, two of the people who were there were Giroux and Braun uh, that both tested positive, and they had to stay in D.C. And so Kevin Hayes said that, you know, with all of this happening, you know, he's still trying to keep the locker room light. So they had a, he FaceTime with Giroux and Braun while they were stuck in quarantine. So another just perfect example of him being a, a really nice teammate. Uh, he also said that the, the team group chat is still blowing up. So while they're not together, they're still talking. That's always good to hear that they're keeping their spirits up as much as they can. It is. I don't know if this, it's a good thing or a bad thing. I know that Drew wasn't too big of a fan of all the, the team group chats. But, He's such like um, an old man. I appreciate that, though. I appreciate is. it about him. Oh, you know, he was like, he probably like was happy about the, the team group chat because he was alone in D.C. And I know he probably the last thing he wanted to do was be in D.C. and away from his family even longer than he had to be. But um, hopefully with. Like everything we talked about right now, these signs are 
moving in the right direction so that the Flyers can play on Thursday and that everyone who is a tested positive is able to recover. That is the goal. So Rachel, with everything that's going on with COVID, I've been trying to take care of myself by just eating better and just making better decisions. And one way I can do that is with Built Bar. Built Bar is a soft protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, but they are healthy for you. And they have so many different flavors, so there's really truly something uh, for whatever mood you're in. I'm partial because I love the cookies and cream and the caramel brownie, but recently I've been on an apple almond crisp kick, and I, I have not gotten sick of it. I've been eating it at least once every day for the last week. Well, if you're going to eat one every day, that is a great flavor to choose. I will also indulge myself with the carrot cake as well. So good. But the best part is that it's healthy and it's great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while you have that delicious treat. And, you know, I keep like pinching myself because I can't believe how it's low calorie, low sugar, high protein and high fiber. And, you know, if you're on the keto diet or something like that, this will fit right in. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Get more of the news you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast, is breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Rachel, let's jump into our mailbag. It's only fitting to start this mailbag off with a COVID question because we Honestly, just finished our COVID section <laughs> of the podcast, so let's round it out. Um, an article came out recently on The Athletic about uh, vaccine rollout in the NHL, estimating around spring for players to, or for the vaccine to be eligible to players. Do you have any concerns about how the NHL will roll them out? And do you think it makes sense uh, to vaccinate all the players at once or in waves? So it's a two-part question. You know, it's a really interesting question. We talked about this in sort of the theory stage before the vaccines even existed, you know, in the pause or and during the bubble time as well. And I think my thinking on it has changed a little bit, but not much that it does make logistical sense to vaccinate the players all at once. So, you know, I think in theory... I would have liked to have seen them get vaccined according to the timetable that the general public would get it. So I think that if anybody has any underlying conditions that puts them at higher risk that, you know, in some states you can get the vaccine now, those people should get vaccinated on that timetable. No question. I think for anybody else, it makes sense to in the general range of what the general public is getting. So it doesn't feel like they're skipping the line at all. But having them all done at once is better, at least by team. I think that makes sense. Um, just because, especially if they're still playing at that time, that to have it done in like separate dribs and drabs just doesn't make sense at all, given the close proximity that they have to 
I mean, it's their jobs. They have to work in close proximity with each other. So, I, you know, I think that you could maybe make an argument to do it by division. Uh, just because, you know, we're not playing anybody else in any other division for a while. So if it happens before <laughs> that part of the playoffs. But, you know, you also have to think about the side effects that if you vaccinate people, you can't have a game the next day because there's potential lingering uh, mild symptoms. So, you know, I, I think that as long as the bulk of the players are getting vaccinated in the gener- in a time frame that's equivalent to the general public, I'm OK with it. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of the points you made. I know for myself, I'm definitely concerned about how the NHL is going to handle the rollout just because it seems like the NHL always fumbles and makes mistakes. So (laughs) I'm always hesitant to say that, yeah, they're going to get it right. But I definitely agree with what you said that vaccinating players or at least teams or divisions all at the same time if they are playing at this time, like say the four teams in, in the Eastern division, um, vaccinate them instead of vaccinating like teams that they're not playing anymore or something like that. Um, and you're definitely right about the fact that they should kind of do it in waves of how the general public are doing it. This article points out that, um, a lot, a majority of NHL players would be like last on the list just because one, they, a lot of them are young, a lot of them are extremely healthy, um, they don't have too many pre-existing conditions, um, so they would be pretty low on the list. Uh, I wonder how this will all shake out with the fact that the NHL, in my opinion, I feel like they'll skip the line, even though they'll pretend like, no, 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 we didn't skip the line. I, I think the best move for me, like you said, would be to vaccinate at least teams um, and series uh at at a time all right so moving on if the if the flyers play on thursday and best case scenario don't have any more postponed games from now to the end of the regular season how much wiggle room do you think there is in the schedule moving forward to make up all of these postponed games now at the start of the show we did talk about at least five uh, games that have been rescheduled but uh, what's your opinion on, on the schedule going down if everything stays as is? You know, I think, what do we say, there's three games left to reschedule. Mm-hmm. So as long as the Flyers aren't going to miss any additional games, which is a big giant if, right? Yeah. I, I do think there's some room. I mean, there's some weeks that look like a night. There's a, co- a couple of weeks in March that look terrible. But things start to open up a little bit more in April I feel like there's a little bit more wiggle room there so you know I and they do have that buffer week at the end which they've already scheduled one game in I think so far so I think there is some room there not a lot but some room I just hope they can make it work somehow (laughs) Yeah, I think like you said, and in the question, the key phrase is uh, if everything goes to plan, like (laughs) no more postponed games, which is a big if and and a big ask. Because as of right now, like you said, March is just jam packed. I mean, they're playing every night or every week they're playing four games, um, except for the first week in March. 
or no, they're playing three three games of the first week of March, and then every weekend or every week after they're playing four games. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. So that's a lot. And then going into April, they have a bit of a break between um, April nineteenth to April twenty second, which is mm-hmm. four days. But I feel like some of these three, uh, the three TBD dates might get scheduled in in there just because it seems like that that will be the best thing to do. But it's a tight, it's a very, very tight fit, which we've talked about it several times on the podcast and won't go into it. But that was a big worry uh, when we started the season. So, oh, man, a lot rides on if the, the NHL can get this right. <laughs> Okay, moving on. At the moment, the only team the Flyers have not faced yet are the Rangers. Who are you looking forward to the Flyers playing again, uh, playing against uh, after hopefully taking some time to sharpen up some of their pre-pause flaws that we've talked at nauseum about, aka the the power play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know I am looking forward to playing the Rangers just to get to see which Rangers team shows up first of mm-hmm. all. I'm not. I mean. You know, which Flyers team shows up is a whole other (laughs) question. But I I think, honestly, having this break, I don't care. I just want them to play. (laughs) So whichever team shows up is fine. But it'll be nice to get started against a team we haven't seen yet, for sure. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think for myself, I'm I want to see how the Flyers play against the Islanders just because I felt like they looked good. Um when they played against them, they just needed to be able to keep a lead and not let the Islanders win. So with that said, I mean, we just talked about like how many players are left over that aren't, uh, that are able to practice. And so, you know, I guess when I was thinking about this, I, I was a lot more confident with a fully healthy roster uh, in playing the Islanders. But even so, I mean, I just want to see how they, they come out because the last couple of games uh, that the Flyers played, they did look a lot better. So we shall see. So we are gearing up for the Flyers to hopefully play tomorrow night, but the NHL has games every night and it's time to decide what bets you're thinking of making before they drop the puck. And the perfect place to go is to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, you know, football might be over for the year, but the NBA is in full swing. We've got college basketball, so many sports to choose from. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, which is so much fun. Just think about all the reality TV to bet on. Drag Race, Bachelor, amazing. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Truly, Bet Online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampado of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top-end contenders like Vegas or Colorado, or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's jump back into this mailbag. 
Rachel, can you tell we're excited to see if the Flyers play tomorrow? <laughs> Another <laughs> question about this game. Uh, if the Flyers are able to go, what's your ideal lineup look like? Okay, so this is a little complicated. <laughs> but I know I feel like that it's always sunny uh, chalkboard meme right now. <laughs> but so we should be getting back if I'm guessing correctly from the COVID list Giroux, Braun, and Voracek first right? No they're not available. Everyone who was on the list on Monday is not available for Thursday's game. Oh okay (laughs) so that is unfortunate but let's go let's just say as in Everyone else is available. Like, even the guys that didn't practice yesterday, they're still available. Right. So here's the question, because that gives you an existing line of JVR, Coots, and Farabee, right? Mm -hmm. That you can just throw out there. Do you keep them together? Or do you split them amongst some of the maybe weaker players? I think you keep them together. JVR, Coots, and Farabee or JVR, Lawton, and Farabee? No, because Lawton's on the list. Oh, my God. Lawton is on the list. This is a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, JVR, Coots, and Farabee are a line. Then you have your other centers are Hayes, Co- or Hayes Patrick, and likely Connor Bonneman, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to throw Raffle on... A wing, you're going to throw Torinsky probably with Bonneman. I would think that fourth line would be Torinsky, Bonneman, and NAK. And then maybe you put Raffle, Patrick, and Kasha together. Oh, yeah. I would like to see that. Just because I think NAK is definitely like solid fourth line, has played mm-hmm. with Bonneman and Torinsky before. Kasha's got that extra kick. So I think being on a line with Patrick and Raffle might be a good slot for him. I I agree with you there. I just, my only thing, and this is just me thinking out loud, but I just wonder if AV would think that Turinsky or NAK would deserve to be bumped up over Kasha just because he's seen more of them. But I think as of right now, I mean, just listen to yesterday's episode. We are very high on Kasha, so I could definitely (laughs) see him slotting up. And that's what I would prefer. Right. And so... Maxim Sushko got called up to the taxi squad and he hasn't played like super terrific for the Phantoms, but he's kind of the only other option for the right side. So he actually might play. And then that's when you move NAK up and maybe that's when you break up JVR Coots and Farabee and move Farabee back up with Hayes, right? And then maybe put Raffle on that line and then you have to slot other guys in so maybe you end up playing Sam Moran maybe you end up playing Andreoff on that left side on the bottom half of the roster but again it'll depend on who's legitimately available but yeah it's going to be a tight that's for sure and it's going to be a real AHL looking squad yeah which is unfortunate against the Rangers who You know, they definitely have some top-end skill, but when you look at the bottom of their roster, you don't really see that. So it would have been nice if the Flyers were at full capacity facing them. But I think 
definitely going against the Rangers. I say you stack your top two lines and just bet on your top two lines. Yeah. Besting their top two lines. Yeah. I think the good news is that, you know, while the Flyers have had some defensive struggles this season, I think roster wise, we're in good shape. Yeah. Because we'll have Pro V go Sandheim and Myers. And then whatever the third pairing is, it is what it is. Probably Haig and Braun, I'm guessing. Or no, Braun won't be available. So it'd be like either Friedman or Gus. Yeah. Mm. With Haig. But I mean, that third pairing is what it is at this point. Yeah, that's true. And most so, likely will be Gus with with Haig if, if AV yeah. is still in his Friedman funk. Yep. So looking at our next question, how do you think this break will affect JVR and Farabee? Because like you said earlier, Lawton is not available. Gosh, I really hope they can pick it up where they left off, especially JVR, man. What a start. Yeah. What a start to the season. And I I just, I think that he's, you know, a veteran guy and he knows how to keep himself in the right frame of mind and right position to do well. But he's also reputationally streaky. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes but I honest to God just the way this season has started for him I can't imagine he wouldn't be in the right frame of mind to keep it going yeah I absolutely agree with everything you're saying but then I just can't help but be nervous about the fact that he has had a couple of uh days off and not being on the ice and what does that mean because he was playing so well and and you know, I don't want to discredit Farabee at all because I Farabee was playing amazingly as well. But I just felt like JVR was taking this that line to another level because, I mean, he was not only was he scoring, he was just the plays that he was making. He looked so confident out there. So I'm hoping that he can definitely turn that on with Farabee as well, even if they aren't on a line together or if they are together, they're just without Lawton. They're still able to dominate. Okay, so looking past the season, the Flyers have four UFAs, Elliot, Raffle, Lawton, and Gustafson. Currently, is there anyone that is sticking out to you that you want to definitely re-sign? I mean, obviously, I want to see how Elliot does over the course of the season mm-hmm. and see what the goalie market looks like. I think it, it's just... It's a wait and see on that front. I, I'm hoping Scott Lawton has a really great rest of the season and gets re-signed. I, I, I think if I have to pick one, Lawton's the guy. Mm-hmm. But again, I think with with Elliot, with Lawton, and with Gus, it's um, it's it's a wait and see game until the end of the season. And Raffle, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. I think for me right now, and this is definitely subjected to change, but I think I'm looking for, like the way I rank it is Lawton, Elliott, Raffle, Gustafson. is like, as of right now, who I think I'm more inclined to sign or want to sign. But I agree with you that I want to definitely see how this season plays out for Lawton and uh, and Elliot and to look at that goalie market. And then Raffle, like you said, it's really just a numbers game. And then to see who really stuck out on the Phantoms that might potentially be able to make that jump. 
All right, last question. So, Rachel, we have we have had plenty of time to look at or to watch some other games. Is there any or was there a best non-Flyers hockey game that you've watched so far this season? Honestly, I think that just because it's fresh in my brain, that Ottawa Leafs game <laughs> <laughs> that the Leafs blew a five to one lead. Yes, that's or was exactly a four- the game I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, no, five to one. It was five to one. Brutal. When, Absolutely brutal in the best way possible. Like, perfect. It was so perfect. I started watching when I believe Ottawa was, they scored two and it was five to two. And then they just kept coming back. And I don't know what was going on with the Leafs, but what a fantastic comeback for Ottawa. I was just so happy for them and the, their fans. Like, they were on Twitter like, is this really happening? And I saw one person say, like, this is legit. This legit feels like a playoff win. And I was just like, oh, my God, their fans needed this so bad. So that was a really good one. And it's always good to see the, the Leafs, uh, I wouldn't say get humbled, but you love to see a game like that where they give up a lead. Yeah, it's always good as a neutral third party to watch those (laughs) sorts of games. All right. So our Flyers fun thing, I was looking to try to keep it Flyers related, but honestly, there wasn't too much news uh, that wasn't COVID related. So our Flyers fun thing today is Cam York, who is up for Hobie Baker this year. So uh, you can vote for him, of course, um, and we will leave the link in the down bar. But good for Cam. I'm not surprised at all. I think it's definitely harder for a defenseman, but you know what? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's the ballot is like a million miles long. Yeah. But, you know, just got to support our boy. Exactly. And listen, like I said, not a lot of fun Flyers news that's not COVID related, okay? <laughs> well, I'm, there's no Flyers fun news that's COVID related, actually. <laughs> All right. So with that, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow discussing the Rangers and the game, prepping for the game with a host of Locked On Rangers. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We have weekly mailbags, so make sure you're sending in your questions via Twitter at Locked On Flyers or Locked On Flyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day.